1: Thank <music> you.
2: Hi. And, uh, welcome. Welcome back. Reunited. And it feels so good. Our last show together, 1987.
3: <laughs> uh, and it's nice to be back together. 30 years, Pat. It's been 30 years. Stu, <laughs> there's one
2: show. perfect thing. And this thing is it. Oh! Yeah. Aww, I'm that's nice. so glad. Well, for- except... Back together because we're reunited. Except for yeah. Jeffy. Except for Jeffy, That's of course. That's not the perfect thing. As always. Mm-hmm. As That's always, the there is that.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know what song you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I am back. I, I see you guys were really excited uh, yesterday to have me back. And, yes. Uh, oh. I, yes. I, I saw this clip on ins- our Instagram page. If you search for Pat and Stu on Instagram, you can follow us there, and we uh, we post some interesting stuff. I thought this was an interesting moment from yesterday's mm. program. Let's kay. watch.
2: All right. Let's do. I oh, was at the Super Bowl. You, you guys at the Super Bowl? You ever, I go to the oh, Super Bowl every year. And of course, this was, was the, the, the greatest Super Bowl, Super Bowl ever in Super Bowl history. And I was, there, and I was there. there. At the Super Bowl. Were you guys at the Super Bowl? Where were you guys when the Super Bowl was happening? The Super Bowl was on, and I was there. So so where were you guys when the Super Bowl was
3: happening? Because I was there. <laughs> I, was there. I, was, I was at the game. Yeah. I go every year. Yeah, and I know. I was, I was there yeah. at the game. I, um, <laughs> I know. Uh, maybe I, I should know. talk like this, and it'll be a little maybe. Bit more Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a game, man! I mean, that's uh, it's an incredible game. I hated it at the end, um, but it was incredible oh, for
2: three quarters. And I think we touched on this. It was pretty boring. I thought, didn't you? Did you did you have that sense when you were actually at the stadium?
3: No. Um, oh. First of all, the game, you know, at the stadium, it doesn't feel boring. Even the blowouts. I think if it stayed twenty-eight to three and became thirty-one to three and thirty-eight to three, it would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, but because the Patriots are who the <clears throat> Patriots are, you never had the sense like it was over. No doubt. Um, I mean, I never yeah. had that feeling like this is over. At twenty-eight to three, when they when they scored that touchdown, it seemed like At it was twenty-eight to
2: three. That seemed pretty put
1: I, away. Pretty good. Yeah, it sure dead. did. I, this we, thing's we, over a little bit. Hey, yesterday they it felt shape. like uh, yeah. even you know even before that, it felt like Atlanta never felt like they were going to win the game. Atlanta. You know, watching them oh. play, it felt like they never at any time felt that they were going to win the
3: no, game. No, and we, of course, judge most of this based on Keith Malinak, uh, <laughs> one of our producers, who is the biggest Falcons fan in America and is also the most negative uh, fan of any sport of any team, <laughs> um, and assumes things like a crazy thing, like a twenty-eight to three lead in the third quarter of the Super Bowl, could somehow turn into a loss. He assumes that is going to happen, and, and it, it did. did. And, it did. Uh, and I mean, I. I, I mean, I feel terrible for, I, for the Falcons. I really do. I mean, first of all, I don't oh, like the Patriots. Oh, me too. Uh, secondly, I, uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I just can't believe. I, I cannot believe that happened. Now, of course, this was uh, put in um, responsible for this, are obviously multiple people. But, I mean, the coaching staff at the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. I mean, everyone's beating up on Kyle Shanahan, who is the offensive coordinator and is now going to coach the San Francisco 49ers. By the way, uh, his replacement, have you heard this yet? No. Steve Sarkeesian. From a former BYU quarterback. What the hell? Yeah. He's
2: leaving Alabama
3: already? And he's, and he's going to BYU. <laughs> I mean, he's going to, going excuse to, me, to, uh, to Atlanta from to BYU. Atlanta. Yeah, that would have been BYU really
2: program. big new, news yes, that, if he was going to BYU. That would have been nice. You would have uh, cared more. I would have liked that. Uh, sorry. So, so he's Atlanta. leaving before he's even taken the job. He took the job. Is that he hasn't, true? Even, so he hasn't worked even worked the job.
3: <laughs> he worked one
2: game. Unless I must misunderstood
3: the headline. I just saw
2: it on he Twitter. He worked the championship along. game was the only one he called, and they lost, and then he left? I mean, maybe let's let's see. I mean, you that's were, crazy. I I hadn't heard that. That is, uh,
3: yeah. Wow. I, the only reason I remembered his his name was because wow. you were excited of him taking the last job.
2: Yeah, but to, yeah, you
3: know, I don't know. It's kind of amazing. Anyway, if you um, don't
2: know, he's former BYU, BYU quarterback. BYU, which why uh, uh, cares? Yeah, mm-hmm. they were fourteen and one the last season. He he was quarterback there, and uh, had a really great season. So he he was a he was a really good quarterback and a long line of really good quarterbacks. And then he's had a very successful coaching career where he flamed out for a while, but then he came back, went to Alabama. He was the advisor, like the offensive advisor during this year, and then he got the offensive coordinator job for one game and left. That's outrageous! Amazing, right? That's like a Bobby Petrino kind of thing. Yeah. I, you shouldn't do that. I, don't know I, I that think it's it hurts you long deal, term. Not
3: a done it's deal. Not a done it's deal. not a done deal. It was being reported, reported deal, by some yeah. of the NFL uh, reporters. Don't do I, I don't it. Even man. Know if,
2: don't do it. That's
0: a bad move. I don't even
3: move. know if wow, that's an NFL job, right? Except you, 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 I
2: wouldn't burn the bridge. You know, no You kidding. might need that. You might need that bridge. To go back sometimes that's a that's a big bridge to burn out. too yeah it is yeah nick saban I, I don't think i'd do that well we'll see if it actually happens I yeah guess. that's um, interesting
3: yeah I'm, I'm interested but anyway uh so everyone's bashing um uh, shanahan for these choices but i mean really this is on the head coach you you have to make sure when yeah. you, you know and we can go through the scenarios I don't, I don't want to bore you i know this is day two of this for most people so uh it's my first day back but i mean when you have the opportunity to run the clock down to kick field goals and make it right. so basically it's impossible for you to lose. And it could have been. Uh, you just do that. I mean, it, you know, Atlanta, look, all the great things. The Patriots took advantage of it in a way that probably only the Patriots could. But they absolutely really had to have help from the coaching staff of the Atlanta Falcons to make this occur. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> it, it is incredible that they allowed that if to they happen.
2: Kept running the ball. What were they at? About the 30-yard line yeah. or something when they got sacked. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that, and that's, that's just you're talking about the last one. Yeah. But it's not there's but multiple. They They're, get that field goal mm-hmm. and yeah. that thing is over. Over. They at were 31 to that. 9. They, are the they 22. get that field goal, it's over. Yeah, let's this is quick. We'll go
3: through this quickly. I won't bore you with all the details, but all uh, right. Falcons 28-3 with 6:04 left in the third quarter. Falcons win probability 99.9% at that wow. point. Wow! Now, I think that's, wow. first of all, it's too high for that early. Correct. I mean, yeah. you know, but, I mean, they're just focusing that on previous games played and everything. Um, the Patriots. But uh, 99.9% of the time, when you're up 28-3 at that point you in the win game, the you game. win. You win. Patriots, uh, they go for it on a fourth and three. They complete a pass. Uh, they get a couple gains. Then they get a third and eight. Um, they uh, have it. that's when that Brady had that slow-footed run that seemed like it took about a month for him <laughs> to get 15 yards. Somehow he doesn't get tackled. Guy's not fast. Um, yep. Then uh, Brady scores with White, makes it 28 to nine. They miss the extra point. That means it goes from a 99.9 percent probability for the Falcons winning to 99.6. So still a little out of reach. Yeah. Then Falcon the Falcons go all the way down the field. Um, after, well, and they didn't all went way down the field. They tried the onside kick that didn't work. They get down oh, yeah. to the uh, 22 right. yard wow. line, um, so they, they have a
1: 40-22.
3: Right, so they have a 41 yard field, or, or no, 24, 24, yard line. If a, a 41 yard field goal they can kick from there. What happens? Um, they uh, they then get a holding pa- uh, penalty. Um, then they move back and uh, the there was a sack right? too, right. In a sack. Yeah. So they move back. Now they've got, um, now they don't have a chance to kick the field goal anymore. They're out of field goal range, and they have to punt. Um, so now it's 28-9. to 9, They get the ball back, and it's still 99.8%
2: chance. Was this sack the Kyle Van Oysack, or was that uh, Hightower? Hightower was the one that caused the fumble. Um, that's the one I remember, at least from yeah. Hightower. So that must have been the Kyle Van Oysack, um, which was a big moment in the game. Okay, so It was his only really big moment, but uh, it was a good one. Mm. They needed it then. Now, New England gets the ball back after after this happens at their own 13-yard
3: line. Uh, they get a three passes of 15 yards or longer. Uh, then they get a couple of sacks, though, when they get close to the end zone. Backs them up. Yeah. They have to settle for yeah. a field goal. So that's a huge moment. I they mean, because it seemed like they were had the momentum. Yeah. They might have been able to score there. Atlanta yeah. pushes in the back. They get the field goal. It's 28-12. Right. They're still down by sixteen. Right. Ninety-nine point eight percent. They say. Now I'm looking at that. It's the ninety-nine point what? Ninety-nine point eight percent. So it stuff. went up um, from ninety-nine point six. Right. Jeez. So now, now I got to say at that point. That's amazing. It's two score game, but still two scores and two point two point conversions. Plus that's the Atlanta thing. can't score. It's really it's easy to doing. say a two Wouldn't score that, game, but you right. got to
2: get two two point conversions. But they're still and that's got,
3: hard. And you know nine minutes left. Possible still, right? Mm-hmm. So the Falcons then get the ball. They get uh, make it turn it to third and one on two runs, which is obviously really smart to do to run the ball in this situation. Yep. What happens? Of course, then they on third and one for whatever reason. Yeah, after they've been running the ball great all game, they decide to throw the ball. Now, if you're going to throw the ball. You're going to do something quick, a quick screen, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a, 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 a quick Slide slant, in. something. Yep. Yeah. Instead, they, he drops back for a lengthy period of time, and uh, uh, the running back which misses no the block. no understood. Right, which no one understood. The running back misses the block, tack, a sack, fumble. They get the ball back and score. So that goes now. Still, though, at 28-20, 5.56 left in the fourth quarter, they still say 97% chance because Atlanta has the ball. Now, to me, there's wow. no way there's a 97% there's no way, chance of no them winning that game right. at that point because I still thought, like, with knowing the Patriots, knowing the way you the game you. felt, knowing that the defense of the Falcons looked like they were about to all keel over. Uh, it, and they'd been And they crushing been, been great all, all game. Day. Uh, they'd up been great all game. But still, 5.56 is a lot of time in a one-score game. Mm. So – but Atlanta actually moves the ball. They throw it. They move it all the way down the field. They get mm-hmm. get down inside the 25. And again. Again. Then you get a sack. Well, yeah. Again, then when they should have been running, they ran it on first, first down. Should have ran yeah. it on second. Should have ran it on third. Kicked the field goal. They're up two scores with about 4.5, 4.20 left. I mean, yeah, it, you're the not game is lose yeah, you're almost impossible to lose that game. Outside of an onside kick recovery, which is, would be possible, mm-hmm. but it would be incredibly unlikely. Instead, they try to throw it. They get a sack which moves them back, but still in field, still goal range. field goal range. I mean, long field goal now, but they're still in field goal range. They get uh, another penalty on yeah, the, the next holding. play, pushes them out of field goal range. They still get a good punt, making Tom Brady have to go 91 yards. Uh, and that pushes it to, let's see, now it's 330 left in the fourth quarter. Uh, 90, it's gone down to 93.1%. But still, too high. It's I, still yeah, it's, to me, way, too, way high. too high. But yes. I mean, again, remember, if they score and get thinking, the two-point conversion, at this point,
2: I'm thinking it's about a forty percent chance me of too. Oh, yeah. winning.
3: And I think so too. However, if you think about it this way, they have to score, which is obviously there's, they're not yeah. not hundred percent. They have to get yeah. the two-point conversion, which is only a fifty percent type of thing.
2: Yeah, and that but only By gets then, to a, I really felt like they were going to do it. But
3: that only gets them to a tie. It right. doesn't get him to a win, then only gets him to a tie, right. which has to go to overtime mm-hmm. and then still win. Mm-hmm. So I mean, really the maximum you could have here would be fifty percent, but then you have to take another fifty percent, so really twenty five percent just to score, which is what they're saying it's even more certain than that, which is pretty incredible. Uh, the Falcons then, of course, get the ball down the field. The ridiculous catch by Edelman, which which is one of the most amazing Patriots plays I've to, yeah. uh, excuse me, yeah. um, uh, one of the most amazing plays I've ever seen. <laughs> However, <it> was <laughs> that first, was a- Awesome it was catch was Edelman. <laughs> However, it was first and awesome ten. Catch. Um, people forget that it was only first and ten there. So, I mean, if, if that's incomplete, it's not that big of a deal. If it's intercepted, the game's over.
2: But, but how, I mean, how long was that gain? It was 20 uh, yards or so. Uh, right? Let's see, 20 23, yards. Yeah. 23 yards. 23 um, yards. So it's it's tough to get a 23-yard play at that point of the football game. Um, and and they did. Yep. So that was huge. That uh, was incredible. A huge uh, then a couple more plays. They obviously score. They get the... Uh, Is it just me or does uh, Julian Edelman seem like a jerk? His interview afterwards his interviews on before ESPN. and after um, it's just awful. I've I've seen several lately where he just looks like a douche. Yeah, and it, it kind of surprises me. I thought uh, he didn't used to be that way. Yeah, it seems like ever since he grew that skanky beard, he's turned into a douchebag. I don't know why. He feels like a mountain man, and so he's got to act like uh, <laughs> I'm above it all, yeah. or I don't care about you, or. You're not as good as me because I'm a lumberjack? I, I, don't know what the de- yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. So it was weird. Let me weird. ask you,
3: what was your impression outside the stadium? Because I was actually at the game. I was inside the stadium. And I know you yeah. guys were at home or something like that. Yes,
1: we were. Um, we were, uh, Stu.
2: I guess
3: yes. watching it. From, and I guess I, you I were there at the game. I was, I was at the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, would I would actually I go every year. I'll tell you what oh, I was so. doing. I was
1: boycotting the NFL for building a wall keeping me out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. They did build a wall <laughs> to keep you out specifically. Um, but uh, do, what was your vibe on the
3: uh, booing of good? As he's handing over the trophy, tremendous. See, I totally didn't feel that way about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I really that didn't seems either. It's so petty. Yeah, you I just won the damn like Super
2: that. Bowl, and
3: like fifty. You know, I mean, and the and the crowd while in town seemed pretty balanced. In the stadium did not seem balanced. It seemed like way more Patriot fans. I don't did. know Did I felt oh, on yeah. TV. It did. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, 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 they're all there. They're the only ones there. It seemed
2: like a real pro-Patriot crowd.
3: Yeah. And they were booing Goodell like crazy. And, like, I get it at some level. Like, certainly you get a little bit of a revenge. Um, but, you know, who handled it great was Tom Brady.
1: Right.
3: Who said nothing about it. Um, right. You know, craft <laughs> yeah, could yeah, I mean, you, you made the statement, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Didn't you make a statement a hell of a lot louder than booing or making yes. some little snide comment? Yeah. You won the damn Super Bowl and the MVP. And Brady, I think, understood that moment and handled it well. It seemed weird because here we are in the middle of the greatest quarter uh, comeback in Super Bowl history by any team. The and their fans spend several minutes booing loudly This guy, who's, yes, he's the commissioner of the league, and yes, he suspended your quarterback for four games, three of which you won, by the way. Not to mention the fact that, if anything else, if nothing else comes of that, Tom Brady is probably slightly more fresh at the end of the year than he was at the beginning. He should start taking all the first quarter of the seasons off, because he's 40 years old, probably would help. Yeah, uh, but anyway, like the idea that you turn that into some and little referendum on a,
2: Roger Goodell in that stupid. moment seems stupid. Yeah, I didn't like it either.
3: I that's actually not like a
1: bad it. game plan for uh, New England. Uh, yeah, the it's future, not. Well, future they did it, it with planning. Tim
3: Duncan, right? I mean, they used to give him days off on the road yeah. when he was getting older. And yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's a little bit of a different sport, obviously. And and the and the beating also that they've got a good hits. enough quarterback
2: to get away with it. Yeah, yeah. and that, remember, Garoppolo didn't really play two of those games. Right. They won without – they won with their third-string right. quarterback. They were 2-0 with Garoppolo and 1-1 one and one with the other guy. Yeah. Whose name I don't Brissette. even know. Jacoby Brissett. That's why you don't know it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I mean,
3: that's uh, pretty incredible. And I, it was a great – I mean, look, I went there rooting hard for the Falcons. Uh, I really wanted them to win that game because I, I don't like the Patriots. It was hard, though, by the end. I was totally still rooting for the Falcons, wanting it to happen. But, I mean, just to, to understand the, the moment was incredible. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I was like mouth open – staring at the field for 15 minutes afterwards. It was just, I could not believe what I had just
2: seen. It it made it, and and they were calling it this immediately after the game, maybe the greatest Super Bowl of all time, and and several commentators made that point.
3: I I do think your analysis is correct, however. The first three quarterbacks were not
2: the greatest Super Bowl. No, they really weren't. They really weren't.
3: It it reminds me of the um, the, uh, Baltimore-San Francisco Super Bowl. I think it was in New Orleans a few years ago. And Baltimore got off to a gigantic lead. It was like 21 nothing. It felt like it was over. What was yeah. it? it must have been. It, must it turned have, out to be a close game. It must not have been that big because it, this was the biggest quarter. I remember it being, it looked like they were going to rush out to a big lead. Maybe it wasn't that big. Maybe it was only 10. Or no, because they held on. That's right. Cause, right. Yeah, they won. Yeah, they Baltimore won. So won. that's why it wasn't the biggest comeback. But it, they got off to a big lead and San Francisco roared back and made it really close at the end. Yeah. But it was the same type of feel where most of the game it felt like it most was a blowout. Most of the game was boring. And, yeah, and then it kind of came around.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That, it's interesting, that first half up until the, the halftime show, It feels like almost anything can happen, and the game's still interesting to me. It's when he gets Mm -hmm. to that second half, and it's a blowout, is when the game starts to really lose its luster. And really, we haven't seen any of those games. I mean... uh ever since I've gone to the Super Bowl, I've never actually witnessed one of those types well, Do you go of every year? With It'll the exception be... of <laughs> maybe that uh, the, the year Seattle
2: war. Uh Yeah, when um, Denver lost. Yeah, Denver to Seattle. 38-9 yeah. or 44-9 or whatever that was. 44-8. That, was. Crush 44 eight. Eight. that yeah. was a bad game. That was a
3: bad game. <laughs> However, the first half still seemed pretty intense. Yeah. Um, because, you know, and yeah. you never knew with that offense, you, the you best offense Dayton of all time. Back. Statistically, yeah. I yeah. Mean, you, you thought they were going to make a run at it, which they just never did. In that game.
1: Boy, We got Think much about m- that game. Think, I mean, Peyton was shocked that first half. Man. Yes, he was. And wow. I, think,
2: I think he's still shocked about that game to this day. I he's, believe that. And yet he came back I and know still I got am. a
1: freaking other
3: title. Sure did. Amazing.
2: 888 back. More patents, Stu, uh, coming up in a second. But uh, we got to tell you about your uh, current phone carrier who's doing things I'm pretty sure you don't know about, like using your money to undermine your beliefs. Hmm. You pay your bill, and then they spend tens of millions of dollars to remove conservative leaders from office and get conservative causes a lot of money. So you don't want that.
3: So bizarre. Luckily, you have Patriot Mobile, who knows that that's bizarre, and does the opposite. Patriot Mobile offers all the things that you want from your your, uh, normal phone provider. Nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data, competitive prices, Mm -hmm. and... They donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization, and the best part is you get to choose it. So, I mean, if you, if, you, if you favor one particular conservative cause, look through their list of charities, pick it, and you're going to be really pleased with the results because your money will be going to support something you believe in instead of something you oppose.
2: And you're probably like we are. I, I, as much as we want to support conservatives and conservative causes, if it costs me really bad phone service, I'm still not interested. Sorry. But that's not the case here. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, they really take care of you. You get all the stuff you want, the phones and the price and the coverage and all of that. Plus, they'll buy out your current contract up to $500 per line and throw in a free iPhone 5S with a $50 unlimited talk, text and data plan or the free Galaxy S5. Hmm. 5S or or S5.
3: Just remember that.
2: Yeah. Uh, call now.
3: It's uh, Patriot Mobile. They're going to waive your thirty-five dollar activation fee if you use the promo code Pat and Stew, or if you pronounce it incorrectly, Pat Stew. <laughs> Go to patriotmobile.com/blaze, patriotmobile.com/blaze, or call eight hundred a patriot, eight hundred a patriot.
2: Operates so like a which to Oh nice. It eats like a meal. <laughs> We're looking at Pat's controller. You got a new Hi.
3: computer. So yeah. or uh, it's one of the touchscreen laptops, which is kinda cool. Dell? It
2: is, yeah, it's a it's a Dell touchscreen thing. There it's a two and one. You can flip it around and then it's just kind of a tablet sort oh, okay. of deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. so this has kind of become a Dell commercial, um, inadvertently, mm-hmm. but uh, I like it. It's it's kind of cool. takes a little getting used to because I don't have a mouse to do the things when I cut and paste that I want to do. Right. Uh, so you gotta, it's kind of clunky when you, you're trying to yes. wait for that little bubble to come up so you can do whatever. And sometimes it does the whatever and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yes. And so you, you try to put it where you want it and it's not there or something else is from six weeks ago and... Of course, it's not six well, weeks. I haven't had it for six no, weeks.
3: No, but I mean, I know what you mean. Like, I, I, I was very frustrated at my stupid iPhone this weekend. Yeah, uh, and, and like, I, it's amazing that like, here's the biggest company in the world, and the search functions on this phone are so horrible. I, I can't even mm. believe it. Like, you, you'll put in uh, search, uh, you know, you, uh, on maps, you'll search for a, a location, and it will give you one, like, in another state when there's one two blocks away. You know. Oh, uh, I hate that. Uh, I was ordering Domino's pizza the other that. day, um, which, you know, as, really? as, as a fat person. I heard I, they, they deliver. They Domino's do. Pizza they do. I, I, I freaking love their little <laughs> thin crust pizzas. Um, but anyways, they have improved so much. Yeah, it's the, I, really, I really like their thin crust pizzas because yeah. it's one of those things where you can just, you feel like you can eat it all and not, it's just, it's thin. You know, it's what, yes. that's what I ate an entire right. large pizza by myself. It's thin. So? Stupid. So um, <laughs> There's I, no calories in a thin one. No. So I search for Domino's on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you think should happen? Maybe the app that I installed on the phone named Domino's mm. should pop up? <laughs> no, no. I've got uh, links to other apps where I can play Domino's. That's. <laughs> oh, you could because play Domino's I can play like, the game Domino's. That's and fun. Fall. I can do that. Okay. I get Domino's <laughs> website. Oh! Which is really which helpful. Is really handy. I have the person who's in my contacts list who's named Domino. <laughs> But God forbid I can find the stupid uh, app named Domino's.
2: Because we actually do have an employee here named Domino.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> it's like, come on. That's fantastic.
3: All right, let's we get this. Uh, go ahead. You guys have more... Right, just, the- uh,
1: nothing to do with your iPhone. I'm just going to give you a quick, some quick breaking news. Yes. Uh, Steve uh, Sarkeesian agrees. To be the Falcons, that new is, offensive coordinator. Just, we got to get into just, that later. That's crazy, yeah,
2: man. Uh, uh, but we have a guest. Yes, here. We uh, get and
3: to. this is related to sports kind of uh, in some way. Uh, you might remember uh, Joseph Ashby. He is the guy who his son was the kid who was on every show in America as the, uh, as the trick shot uh, kid. With bas- with the, we yeah. shoot basketball. It was in the house. Joseph, are you there? I'm here, yeah. So what, what shows do you appear? Tell the story because you were on every show in America.
0: Well, we uh, put. it was actually the night of the Super Bowl. So every Super Bowl, I think about 2013 when we posted our little home video of Titus making basketball shots when he was one or two years old.
2: That's right, yeah.
0: Then uh, within two days, I think we had invitations from Good Morning America, the Today Show, Fox and Friends, you name it. Everybody wanted us to come on and have him shoot a few, and we did. We actually went on the Today Show, and then Jimmy Kimmel... (laughs) made fun of the appearance because (laughs) Titus missed several shots. And so then we made a new video challenging Jimmy to a shooting contest. And so we were on Kimmel's show five times in total, I think. And the last uh, American TV show we were on was Little Big Shots with Steve Harvey last year. And the last... TV show, I don't even know if it's aired, was uh, my wife and daughter and Titus went to Italy last month. Oh, wow. And so
2: that cool. was clear back in in 2013? Yeah. So what is he, Are like you're... 17 years old now? He's, <laughs> He's sick.
0: <sitting laughs> that's what's so funny. People wow. see him now, they're like, a really little kid. I was like, I know he was one when this all started. Wow. wow. That's
3: incredible. And I will say you left off the most important uh, television performances Thank here you. on The Blaze. Uh, where
0: you... uh, you, To this day is the most viewed YouTube of Pat and Stu by about six times compared to Is it really?
3: (laughs) Really? Oh, nice. That's kind of sad for our careers. Um, But (laughs) your career is going in a cool new direction right now because you've been a guy, because you're not just dad of kid who shoots baskets. Uh, You're a talk show host. uh, You're a commentator. Uh, You've been doing this for a while as a real conservative, and now you're going to run for office can you tell the story of how you know? I mean, because this is this is Pompeo's seat, right? Because he went to the yeah, Trump administration.
0: So my now former congressman is Mike Pompeo, who's head of the CIA now. And so mm. there's going to be a special election here in the district uh, just uh, later this week. They're going to have a uh, uh, the delegates to the state convention are going to vote to choose the nominee, and then two months from now they're going to have a runoff election.
3: Oh wow! So there's not an actual, there's not like a primary process where where everyone's going to vote. This is going to be a thing where the, de- the delegates are just doing it, and then they're going to pick uh, they're going to pick the candidates from each party, and then we get a, a real uh, runoff election.
0: Yeah. So do you remember when you do you remember the name Didi Skazafaba from New York twenty three? I want to say it was right after Obama got elected. Yes. Yeah. Like yep. it's nominated this kind of horrible, non-Republican, Republican against a yeah. conservative. and Anyway, so it's that way. But I have more confidence in our delegates that they'll pick a constitutional conservative rather than a liberal.
2: Well, Kansas is one of the most uh, conservative states in the union, is it not? I mean, it seems like, um, well, for instance, Ted Cruz won by a lot in the Kansas primary, didn't he? Yeah, if I remember correctly. <laughs>
0: with like 48% of the vote, but in the yeah. fourth dist- the district I'm running in, he had almost 60% of the vote in this congressional district.
2: So that should bode well for you. Uh, are you feeling pretty confident about this? Well, how are the polls looking? What's what's going on well, so far? So it's so funny
0: because it's 126 people, Pat. I mean, it's, it's, wow. I've wow. talked to every single one of them. I've had extended conversations wow. with about 90, you know, like hour, two, three hours. I've had multiple meetings with many of them. Uh, here's the honest truth is everybody wants a, a, a congressman who's going to be brave, who's going to speak truth to power, who's going to stand up to the party if need be. But a lot of the delegates to be totally honest, are a little afraid to do that when it comes to choosing a candidate, everybody's a little nervous. Well, you know, he was a radio host. He does have personality and I do think that he would do a really good job in office, but he doesn't fit the traditional mold. He's not held office before. Uh, He's not worked on a lot of campaigns before and the rest of it. And so my message is essentially, look, Ronald Reagan was in that. Drives me out of
2: my mind. That drives me, (laughs) that thought process drives me out of my mind. That's why Ted Cruz is not president of the United States. I really like Ted Cruz. I like his ideas. I like his policies. But no, there's no but. If if you like the guy, if you believe he's a true hardcore conservative, if you like his policies, vote for him. Who cares about presentation and all that nonsense? Just vote for the guy. It can even, like,
0: because I was on the radio for five years, because, you know, we've done a lot of media and so forth. It's almost like, you know, Ronald Reagan, that's a high bar. But you know what I mean, where somebody who's really good at connecting with people. Yeah. Will connect with the voters just because they haven't run for political office. I think right now in 2017, that's an asset, not a liability. And I think that because I connected with the audience, because that that show grew so well that I've shown that I can connect in a way that a non-traditional politician can really connect with people. Frankly, the way Trump did. Why did Trump appeal to people? It wasn't because he was polished. It was because mm. they looked at him and they're like, "Well, he just seems like a normal guy who's saying non-traditionally mechanical political things." Right. Well, it's you know,
3: it's always a risk. I mean, you talk about the Trump administration, it's always a risk of taking a, a, someone who's pretty conservative. Mike Pompeo was I think one of his probably better appointments in many ways. Um, and you take him out of a congressional seat, you don't know what you're going to get in, re- in a replacement. You don't know if you have a vote for repealing Obamacare, or you don't know if you if you have uh, support for some of the more conservative things that Trump wants to do. Can you walk through, like, some of your positions on issues like Obamacare, big ones that you're going to actually
0: have to vote for if you get this job? Well, I... If you talk to every single one of the candidates, even ones that I know, I know them all, right, because I've covered almost all of them on the radio for the last several years. I know some are even more liberal. They all sound exactly the same, Stu. Everybody wants to repeal repeal Obamacare. Everybody wants to roll back regulations and wants tax reform. Everyone says all of the same things. Here's what's different to me is we're going to be in a situation where we could very well reproduce some of the same mistakes of the Bush administration during that middle four years when they had Republican majorities in the House and Senate. And what did they do? It's impossible not to look back at that time and say that was a humongous missed opportunity. And I'm really happy of the Gorsuch nomination. I'm really happy about the conservatives that are in the Trump cabinet. But let's be totally honest. If we are 100 percent Trump, we are going to make big government mistakes. So we have to have somebody who is willing to say, go, go, go for the good stuff and no, 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 and pull on the reins for the big government stuff. That is not going to be easy because Donald Trump is not going to take no for an answer easily. You're going to have to know who you are and why you believe what you believe and stand up for it.
3: Yeah, you know. And this comes from, I mean, one of the strengths and weaknesses of having someone who's hosted a show for, you know, you know 15, 20 hours a week run as a candidate is, I mean, from the negative side, you have people who will say, well, we'll find something that he said several years ago that's going to make him look bad. On the other side, though, you have a really well-fleshed-out kind of foundation. You've told the American people for a long time where you stand. I mean, this, I think, helped Mike Pence uh, as he rose through government as well with that sort of background. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, I think people who know you and have seen you do these shows before, are going to know that this is not just some fly-by-night, oh, I see an opportunity to get into the government. This is something you've cared about for a long time, and you've really supported these conservative principles, even in tough times, for many, many years.
0: Yeah, I, I hope so. I do make the Mike Pence analogy when I'm talking to delegates. He had not held political office before. He had hosted a radio show for about a half decade. And he ran it. He was one of the good guys. The, uh, There's a lot of good guys. One of the best guys during the Bush administration where he did say no to No Child Left Behind. He did say no to Medicare Part D. He rejected those big government things that the Bush administration proposed because they thought they were doing the clever thing politically. We need way more of those people all the time, but especially...
3: Uh oh. Oh no. We've frozen him. Oh wow. The Trump administration has wow. frozen him. Uh, let's see if we can get it back on. Because that's a really good point when it comes to uh, Pence. Man, how, how much he's changed. He opposed Medicare, he stood up against a Republican president to, rep- to uh, oppose a new entitlement. Where's that guy? Right. I would love that guy to be the vice know, president of the United it, States. It, it
2: is so weird because that guy disappeared in about 2006. I, I, yeah. I can almost put my finger on when it happened because mm. it was like all of a sudden because I was a huge Pence fan, and then all of a sudden he's gone. He's not out front of any of these important issues, and asked the question many times on the air, and maybe even when I filled in uh, for Glenn on on the show before I was you know when I was still in Houston. And maybe with you guys, where is Mike Pence? What happened to him? And I don't know what happened to him, but he used to be a, a really good example of a great conservative who yeah. would stand up for all of these things.
1: Well, I can tell you what, he's, what he did uh, moments ago, and that's uh, he went across and uh, broke the tie in the Senate to uh, let Betsy DeVos become the uh, Secretary of Education oh, she, uh, moments and, and,
3: ago. And she's not good. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it's not it, good. Yeah, I mean, I, she's not my favorite. Um, it's interesting to see that happen, though, because this was their big fight yeah. or, to go yeah. uh, and try to pick off the Secretary of Education pick, which I thought was such a bizarre choice. Yeah. You're going to stand up against someone or that one. Really. Um, but uh, is Joseph back with us? Uh, I'm here. OK, cool. Because okay. uh, I mean, this is a real risk we were talking about Pence and how, you know, he's not always conservative on anything on, on everything these days. It's a little bit of a change. Um, you know, going into Washington, if you get this, it's, it's going to be there's going to be pressures. There's going to be pressures to move to the center. There's going to be pressures to take those popular positions. How do you resist that?
0: Uh, Somebody who, uh, a guy I go to church with who worked in Washington, D.C. for four years, put it this way. He said, every single day is a battle where they try to change you into who you are, excuse me, into who they are, and you have to battle to stay who you are. Mm. And that uh, I'm, I'm ready to fight that battle. Of course, I did every day. I mean, I stood up to local business leaders who would pressure advertisers to s- stay off the show. I mean, Republicans in many cases. Uh, I, I, I took a very strong position in the primary uh, of the presidential election. Got a lot of trouble for that. You know, I, if you're looking for someone who will, who will do the right thing even if their career might get threatened? Then I've done that.
3: Mm, there you go, Joseph Ashby. Where do people go to, to help out? I know I'm sure uh, as you're uh, putting a campaign right, together, this, you, need, you could probably this use this some really funds.
0: Report, uh, right now is the the delegate vote is really soon. We are trying to raise a bunch of money today at JosephAshbyKS.com. KS for the for Kansas, uh, and not it's sure a just show, <laughs> it's not, no, <laughs> it's okay. basically just to show that. Uh, show the delegates, hey, a non-traditional politician can marshal enough resources, can make that connection. So if you go to the donate button at JosephAshbyKS.com, send a little bit of money this way. We'll let the delegates know, hey, this is how much money we raised in just one day, and then that'll make a difference for the vote later this week.
3: That's great. It's a big deal, and uh, we want to get someone who's actually conservative in Congress. This would be mm-hmm. really cool, Joseph Ashby from Kansas.
2: Joseph JosephAshbyKS.com. Check it out. Joseph, thanks for coming on the program. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Good luck. That's great. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu coming up in a sec. Okay. Uh, something I noticed during the halftime show uh, the other day is, is pretty much confirmed here. I, I knew that as soon as Lady Gaga jumped off the roof and they cut away from that, and went to a completely different shot, uh, and then all of a sudden showed her, uh, you know, sort of falling from the from the roof. Right. A few seconds later, maybe three or four seconds later, uh, I knew that I couldn't have been live. And sure enough, uh, it was actually a pre-recorded segment. And which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah, I mean. I mean I- I, I don't know why they did this. I don't know if it says here in the story. I don't think it does.
1: Well, one of the things that they were concerned about, I think that that's when they actually had the clearance for the drones uh, in the sky. Remember, they yeah. couldn't do, they couldn't fly the drones but live. If they did uh, that the in Super that Bowl. city, so
3: I, I mean, you wouldn't have been able to. They would have never been able to get away with that. I mean, how would they they flew 300 drones above the Super Bowl city and no one noticed previously, like that. I mean, the local news probably did. I, mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I bet. They, I mean, that, but they would have. I mean, it would have been big. It would have been news. Right? I heard.
2: And I, I don't know that this is the uh, a fact, but I heard it was done in Orlando at Disney.
3: I, I would. I would totally believe that uh, because that's what I heard. Because I mean, all they showed was like well, a platform. She did.
1: Yeah, she did talk about it, uh, uh, building a replica and everything. So I mean, it was very positive. Must have been that. Yeah, um, well, she talked I, about I, with it, them with that with her training. You know, with them building up to the Super Bowl, that they had built a replica of what they, you know, what the stage was going to be, that's and it was the first it. time the other day that she had been in the stadium. Incredible. So, yeah.
3: I mean, because she, you know, that was actually pretty freaking amazing. I don't know. I don't know how yeah, it felt.
2: It was felt. cool, no matter was, what. It, right. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, it just wasn't it just, as cool as it would have been. Right,
1: because it felt like if that. They was, missed the shot. Why didn't we see the shot yeah, of her coming over the yeah. edge? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, obviously, there's only one reason to miss that shot, and that's if it's pre-recorded.
1: Yes, of
3: course. Uh, you know, I, I was, she actually
2: did perform the jump, though. I will, it says it does. Yeah, you know, really. Yeah, she. There was not a stunt double. She did it.
3: Oh, she definitely did it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. as soon as mm-hmm. the way the way that fell in the stadium, you're you're sitting down there, you look up at the roof, and then you notice as they went to halftime, they opened the roof. It was right. closed before that. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, why did they open the roof in the middle of the halftime right. show? Then she's standing up there, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's why. Your eyes, of course, can't see her from your vantage point. So we all looked at the screen. And so we're looking at the screen. She jumps off. We're like, holy crap, you, your head goes you right back, back up. up. And then by the time I looked up, she was lower than it, she should have been for yeah. that jump, right? Right. But she definitely came from seemingly the ceiling. I mean, she, I never saw her right, you know, really close to the roof, but she was pretty high. I mean, it was, that was definitely a death-defying uh, situation because if she fell off she from there, she would be dead.
2: Oh, oh, no question. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was, it was impressive regardless. Um, yeah, it was. But, uh, we're so spoiled
1: and, now, though. You're right. Yeah. That, you and I were talking off we're the We're a air. little
2: jaded now because yeah. we've I mean, seen some spectacular things. And that seemed to me to be one of the better. I, I'm not a fan so of Lady Gaga. I'm not a fan as, at all whereas of like her, her music. music. Um,
3: I, I do recognize that she's very talented. Yes. Um, and I think she put full effort into it. Like Absolutely. it wasn't. Like, there was me nothing too. half-assed about so it. Too. Um, it no was way. it was a spectacle they did different things I'd never seen before yeah um, you know the, the, with the, the bracelets and the lights uh, in the crowd were cool the um, the, uh, it, the whole thing with um, with the drones was yes. spectacular I mean, and aside was
2: from the lyrics of born this Way which has been out since 2011 I mean, and I, I don't consider that to be a political statement at this point that was one that was made a long time ago you know that horse is out of the barn. I was really gratified that she didn't make this a political deal. And why would you? You know, you got two billion people watching. Why fragment your audience? You've got a chance to really, really increase your popularity among a lot of people worldwide. So why mess with that? And so I think she she did the right thing. Um, Plus, it's just agonizing to hear that nonsense. So it, it was nice.
1: Did I mention that she's starting a world tour? (laughs) I'm <laughs> very smart but, I mean, we talked about sure this with, with uh,
3: Coldplay they were was that last year Coldplay was uh, or two years ago when they were the halftime show and they were not I, you know I even kind of like Coldplay but they were not uh, they were not particularly notable in that Super Bowl uh, performance I didn't think yeah however it still had them selling out Cowboy Stadium a year later right I mean you know they, they, they wow. the, you know that is a big deal that that gig. I don't care if they pay uh-huh. you
1: zero which is
3: always the reported thing although I, I still find it hard to believe. Yeah, we
1: talked about that where the artists don't get paid for it, but I mean, obviously Pepsi and uh, you know the, the NFL are paying for the. Well, they're paying the expenses. Else, you know, well, the the expenses
3: is yeah. pretty, and that's a. Well,
2: would you say it's mm. a pricey? I would say so.
1: Know,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't feel I mean, like the right. NFL was having big problems. Like I, I the, you know, <laughs> I, I'll say it didn't feel like it. They said they're like, oh well, um, uh, it's the fourth. I think the, the the lowest in four years or something for Super Bowl ratings. Now, remember, really? Yeah, that's what the, that's what I read this morning. I don't know oh, if it's yeah, a final so number or not. True. It was 111.3 million people watched in the United States. Now, again, that's almost half the population, or I mean, it's actually probably more like a third of the population now. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, uh, the last number was, I think last year's was 111.7. Pretty close. And remember, this game felt like a blowout for half of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it and wasn't Atlanta. And Atlanta, I mean, which is not, you know, the biggest it's, market. It's as not far, a big draw. Yeah, not a huge draw as far as NFL teams go. Um, but still did pretty well. They I think that their final ratings for the year, they were down six or eight percent for the year from, from last year. However, you have the you have all of the um, uh, election stuff which really destroyed them. I think they were down eight percent in the first half of the year and after the election they were down three. I mean, 3%, you know, they had a, a lot of really crummy playoff games, that, you know, and a lot of the, re- the fall-off was not, it wasn't that people weren't tuning in, it was that people were watching for less time, which, mm-hmm. I mean, you can maybe blame on commercials or something like that, but in reality, like, it's a lot of times just when games suck, you turn it off. I mean, ask Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Did you see that story? Did you guys talk about that? No. Mark Wahlberg, huge Patriots fan, uh, apparently left when it was 28-3. Oh, my gosh. Did he really? That's the reporting. and, and, um, and um, 23, <laughs> I guess he said his kid was sick. That's what he gets. Uh, yeah, so, right. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. Man. He's supposed to be a Mr. Patriots fan. Yeah. And uh, he bailed. I mean, I like Mark Wahlberg, so I'm not going to bash him on it. But still, it's
2: uh, He's a good know. actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's a good actor.
3: Uh, that's tough. You can't leave a Super Bowl.
2: No. You, I, I feel mean, like you shouldn't. just can't. You can't. You the Super Bowl. That's like broke. that's like when I when I left uh, a baseball game in the eighth <laughs> inning <laughs> and missed the, the all-time <laughs> single-season home run record being set by Barry Bonds.
1: No, no, Pat, I don't believe that you'd do that. Uh,
2: like, tied or Bowl set? And you yeah, that happened.
3: It was tied or set. I can't remember.
2: Uh, I I can't remember either. It was either tied or set. But and you I did hear it on the radio on your way home. But I did hear it on the radio <laughs> on my way. So home. it was
1: it was just like you were there. Yeah, it was the same thing,
2: except for way way different. Hey, how do you walk a guy four straight times and then on his fifth at bat let him hit a home run? How do you do that? Stop it. Um, of course, it's a little late for that. But uh, 888-727-BECK, eight 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 seven two 727 beck um, Also, you did, you did confirm that Steve Sarkeesian is already leaving the Alabama Crimson, yes, Crimson Tide. Yes, it is confirmed
1: he is going to be the guy.
2: And he's gonna he's going to take over as offensive coordinator of the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons. Wow, that's really something. Really something. So that's official. He held the Alabama job for one game. Triple Eight, 727 back, more Pat and Stuart coming up. That'll teach you to lose at Alabama. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. A, a terrible winning percentage. <laughs> Zero?
2: Some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us, so we don't have to talk anymore. Ugh. Uh, what are you showing me for? What are you showing for? When you're hearing, when what Jeffy's is,
3: speaking, why would uh, you switch? Why to would pack? you? <laughs>
2: it's <was> really weird. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Jeffy? <laughs> um, okay, Sunday's game? Yeah. Fourth place. Uh, high enough total tie for fourth place among most viewed programs in TV history.
3: <laughs> oh, what a disaster.
1: Sucked. What a disaster of a league this is. Are they even going to play that game again next know, year just after blowing. that
0: performance?
1: <laughs> Jeez. Lady Gaga's halftime performance? uh uh-huh. Uh, one hundred and seventeen point five million viewers making it second most halftime show ever behind Katy wow. Perry two years yeah. ago.
3: And Katie, I, I, those are the two I would wow. say yeah. most memorable that that
1: I've seen. Boy, no kidding.
3: I mean, like they because they and not because I like either one of their music. It's just that, you know, that was they no. did it, it made a real show out of it. You know, I mean that was a real it was a spectacle.
2: We're I not mean, never going back to the days of Aerosmith, are we? We're, we're never I don't know. They've they, reprie- they like that. Going stuff. Back? Coldplay was Yeah, just they liked like to that. bring and, that stuff uh, back, uh, sure Coldplay, do. I, I guess.
3: But I mean Coldplay's just a rock band, right? Like they had yeah. The Who and they did that. I mean that, that's in my rank, my string of uh, Super Bowls. The Who was there. Yeah. I saw, we saw The Who in Tampa. Did one. Right? Was it yeah. the, um, the Who uh, in Tampa? Yeah, Courtney was, was
2: probably the last big big name, you know, from like all-time name. Uh, you know, right? Because then they did they did uh, Coldplay, who was kind of a current band, sort of, I guess, and Katy Perry and Beyonce and. But Beyonce was with and Coldplay, Lady right? Gaga, because
1: yes. uh, yeah. because Katy Perry, uh, did she have help with anyone else? I don't think so. I, uh, Gaga didn't use anyone else. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. But Gaga, I mean, that was the big deal, right? Gaga didn't use any yeah. help. It was she just was her. in. Okay, she was, we, was all in, yes. man.
3: So here we go. This is a list of um, uh, Super Bowl performers. Uh, from history. I mean, Prince so didn't use else. He was great. 2016, Coldplay, f- with Beyonce and Bruno Mars both there. Right. 2015, uh-huh. Katy Perry, joined by Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott. Oh, that's right. Nobody remembers
1: that, though. Boy. Yeah,
3: Bruno Mars, joined by Red Heart Chili Peppers. 2013 was Beyonce. 2012, Madonna. Uh, I mean, 2011, Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. <clears> 2010, <throat> The Who. 2009, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. 2008, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. 2007, right. Prince. 2006, Rolling Stones. 2005, huh. McCartney. 2004 wow, it's been that long. Uh, was Janet Jackson, Kid Rock, P. Yeah, Diddy, that was the, Nelly. And that, and that was in Houston, that,
1: that, by the way. It was the anniversary uh, right. game in Houston. Oh, oh, the mal- that was a fun- wardrobe yeah. malfunction. Yeah.
3: And then you had 2003, Shania Twain, No Doubt and Sting. 2002, U2. And then 2001 was Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears,
2: Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. That was a big (laughs) halftime show. Wow. That was a big one. Uh, The U2 one was pretty amazing, too. Right after 9-11.